Welcome to Kafaru Cast, everyone. I'm just back from uh, Oklahoma and Texas on a whitetail coyote uh, slash elk killing spree. And when I was on my way back, I was talking with the guys from America's Best Bowstrings. I, I really wanted to get them on the podcast, go over a lot of questions I've been getting. So, uh, Bryant, uh, I appreciate you coming on, man. And uh, uh, welcome, to, I guess, to Kafaru Cast. It's your first time. <laughs> It is, and uh, thank you very much for having us on, Aaron. I certainly appreciate the opportunity. Oh, yeah, no no problem. Where are you guys out of? We are out of uh, Walnut Creek, Ohio. Um, I guess you would consider it kind of Amish country where we're at. Um, Do they make the really like cool in- fireplace things? Uh, yeah, I think that uh, <laughs> they have made those, and uh, that's, oh, boy, we get into that one. But, yeah, I guess those do come out this way as well. When you're, uh, is there any like horse and buggies in the neighborhood when you're driving down the road or is that, uh, not happening all the often? time, No shit. all the time, man. It's crazy. Like people will come out here just to see the horse and buggies and then, uh, they'll hold up traffic because they have no idea what they're looking at. Yeah. I can only imagine. Um, <laughs> well, uh, that's wild. So, uh, how long have you worked for, uh, America's best? Um, it will be four years going on this March coming up here. Uh, so been close to four years for me working at ABB. Gotcha. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I've, I've always, there's been kind of, it's like three, I don't know, kind of primary string manufacturers. And I get a ton of questions about the different string materials. Why would somebody want to use one? Is there, you know, some bro science in, you know, how much specific string stretch more than others? You know, people don't understand maybe what, what creep is and, and some of the different terminology of a string. So I really just wanted to go over what you guys offer maybe some of your findings in, in different string materials, what may work better for some people other than others, uh, you know, different climates, uh, hunting compared to competition, uh, just things like that. So I, I figured we just kind of go over everything, kind of run it top to bottom, hopefully get some questions answered because then I don't have to answer them uh, in private messages and I won't screw them up. Hey man, I'll, I'll help out however I can and hopefully I can cover all the bases that we're looking for. Gotcha. Well, what, what do you, what do you guys offer kind of out of the gate? Like what, what are your standards for, uh, your different lines? So as far as compound and crossbow go, um, we offer three grades and we did that as a creating a, a simple system for people to kind of, to have to choose from. Um, and the three grades that we have starting at our entry would be our pursuit series uh, and then going up the ladder, we have our premium series and then our high end high performance series that we offer for compounds and crossbows uh, would be considered our platinum series. Uh, so going off of the compounds and crossbows, that's that side of things. Uh, once we look at our traditional uh, traditional lineup, we're looking at kind of very similar. We have three offerings uh, there with our Dacron series, which is just it's very entry level there, just kind of a simple string that we make. Uh, going up the ladder, we have our traditional Flemish, um, which is a very popular one for bow hunting purposes. And then we go into our Olympic series, which again is made more of a it's a it's made out of an eighty one twenty five fiber that uh, is more performance based uh, on that level. And now I ordered a custom string, or the strings I've been ordering are custom through you guys. They're they're a Flemish eighty one twenty five. Uh, they're not the endless loop, so they're not served on the end. It's a it's a Flemish twist. Um, I don't, you know, I did that just to screw around with it. I had, uh, you know, some endless loop strings that I'd used and, you know, it, it seems like with a a stick bow, uh, there seems like there's a brace height, there's a string material, uh, there's, you know, 
a strand count that each bow will kind of prefer maybe a little more than others. And it may be a slight, slight difference. Uh, you know, with a compound, I didn't notice that as much. But when you're talking about like the 452 uh, premium or 452 X 8125, uh, you know, what are the differences in those strings? And you don't have to go too, too crazy, but like people ask me all the time, why do I want to get, uh, you know, wh what's better about 8125 than Dynaflight 97? What's better about 452 compared to another type? What are the differences you string see in those different string materials? Uh, where is it more conducive for, uh, you know, a hunter compared to a target shooter or, or different climates, things like that. Do you want to give kind of a blueprint of that? Um, yeah, we can kind of get into that there. So when we're talking the 8125 fiber, and again, we get all of our material, all of our base material comes from BCY fibers. Um, they've been the supplier as long as I can ever remember uh, being told anything around here. So um, with the 8125 fiber, uh, what we're looking at there is we're looking at it's it's good for speed and good for durability. That It goes into that Pursuit series uh, again and then with that Olympic just because, uh, again, we kind of get into that. We're looking at the durability and a little bit of that performance aspect of it. So an 8125 fiber is a very good uh, starting point, I guess, if you're kind of considering any speed, uh, again, with durability. So those the bow hunting-based um, you know, hunters or shooters, that's a good place to start with that 8125. And then once we get up the rung there at that 452X, um, with that one, you're looking at uh, better for arrow speeds. There's, um, there's more flexibility with that base fiber, um, and you're looking for stability. The, the 452X is what we find that it's great for completely stable strings and cables. Gotcha. Now, make sure I, I cover this in the broadest way possible. The, the one reason, because I, I had been using uh, a few different X99 and, and Mercury 452, a few different string materials. One of the reasons I went to 8125 was durability. Uh, you know, occasionally you'll get a string material, or I found that it may be a little bit faster. It's free speed, three to four feet per second, maybe, or a cut two to three. Uh, the, the problem I've, I've seen with some of those is... Uh, the, the downside is they fuzz up pretty bad a little bit quicker, where 8125 seems to kind of stand the test of time. It seems to be a little bit more abrasion resistant. Now, that could be me in total bro science. It just is lasting longer <laughs> since I've mm -hmm. started using it, but it does not fuzz up nearly as bad. Um, is that one of the things you've noticed? And would, it, would 8125 be what you suggest for a bow hunter, or would you suggest a 452, or or, or what do you, what's your Kind of what's your normal recommendation? By how we build things, um, my recommendations, you know, for a bow hunter, uh, and I'll kind of look at this maybe a little bit from two sides of the spectrum. If if we're talking compounds and crossbows, uh, we recommend that 452X fiber. Um, and you talked a little bit about the fuzzing there. Um, that's That can happen, absolutely. Uh, with You know, we, know, we have seen it with the 452X. Um, and we try to kind of give everybody a good guide on how to take care of the strings to almost prevent that as best as possible. Um, with 8125 is still great for bow hunting purposes. And again, it goes into that durability, uh, which is why I think that you're seeing, uh, you know, some good results there with, uh, with your, with your Flemish string that we did that 8125 with, um, again, going into that durability and you had mentioned the two to three feet per second with your arrow speeds. Anytime we ever talk arrow speed, when we're talking about increasing arrow speed, 
that is that's fairly what we're looking at. We're not looking at drastic speed jumps, um, but you know, some people they see that extra foot or two foot per second or whatever that they can get, uh, and that's just a bonus. It's a bonus to get you know a little bit more speed if you can. Uh, but we do recommend that 452X for bow hunters. Somebody that's real serious about getting out there, whether you're out, out west, you know, in the mountains, and uh, you're talking about, you know, the abrasion. Uh, we we do recommend that 452X. Some reasons as to why how we build the string too. It's kind of our own secret sauce as to how we build it to help uh, stop with that abrasion and to help with the overall stability of the strings and cables themselves. So when you uh, when you look at the, the string material, you know, for example, and I'm going off a of memory here, but I, I think like 450, 452X is maybe 70% um, Dyneema and 30% Vectron or something like that. And then when you go to like an, an X99, um, it's 80% Dyneema, but it's a different type of Dyneema and 20% Vectron. Um, and then there's a... I, th- I think what happens is people get, and, and I'm kind of a cause of this, I will recommend a certain string material, and, and a bunch of people will, you know, that's the material they have to have. And there, there's nothing wrong with that. A high-quality string is a high-quality string. What I have definitely noticed, though, is I could have one bow in three different strings, one be Flemish, one be, uh, you know, endless loop, different materials. That bow is going to like one of those better. Now, that may not be the most durable, but it'll be less noisy with one of those specific string materials. And it, and it'll also, you know, potentially have maybe a little bit less hand shock. Um, you know, with, with what you guys offer, let's say in the Dynaflight 97, when you're talking about, um, you know, the, the, the recurve strings, I, I know I've kind of poo-pooed on uh, D97. I've never really liked that <laughs> material, but it is pretty standard mm-hmm. for, uh, you know, recurves and uh, traditional bows. You guys have used it forever, haven't you? Yeah, the D97, uh, Dynaflight 97 there has been kind of a staple for us for quite some time. Um, we actually had it incorporated into our custom lineup of strings as well. Um, but kind of as you said, it's it's an okay performer, but it's not the best. I mean, what we look at building around here is we're looking to build the best strings that we can for, for our customers and our dealers. Uh, and we do have that D97 there for the Flemish series, um, just based off of, again, that dura- it's just that durability and the, the lower amount of creep that we can get on there. Um, it's going to hold better for a lot of these recurves and longbows, which is why we've kind of went with it. Um, but with more um, testing and, and you know some other things, we have definitely looked at that 8125 uh, to help us get something else that's better for traditional shooters. This is definitely what we're looking at there. And, and the dy- the 8125 is 100% Dyneema. There's no Vectron, which I'm assuming, and I, I don't know, that's why it's more, you know, durable. I have been, I ordered, uh, I called and I talked to one of your, um, I don't know if he's one of your string builders or what, but I talked to him for about 20 minutes and I'm like, look, dude, I need six Flemish 8125 strings at this length and, um, you know, it's, it wasn't something you guys built and I don't know, um, I'm assuming you can custom order those. I think I paid a little bit more for them and I thought, you know, I'm going to just, you know, run the shit out of these and see what, what I like best. I had used, um, Mercury X99, 452. I'd used a bunch of different strings and I'm learning, you know, on a compound, I know what I want. I've done it a long time with the, 
a traditional bow. I, I, I've only been doing it like four years now, maybe working on five. And I, I'm learning that, um, you know, there's some things like if I was shooting a tournament, I may not choose 8125. I might choose something else. Might give me a little bit more, maybe free speed, um, you know, or one might do a little bit better with weather. Um, you know, and talking about weather, not to bounce around too much, uh, how much do you notice in the different string materials where you get really crazy humidity or, or temperature drops and rises? What string material performs best, like, in, in bad weather? Do you guys have one that you suggest for that? Or, like, like I was just down in Texas and Oklahoma, and any was where for any from, from 80 to 80 degrees. Uh, and with the 8125, I didn't notice anything uh, you know, any differences, my string didn't stretch. I didn't, my brace height didn't change, but is there one string better for crazy climates than another? Uh, yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. And I would point directly again to that platinum series that we offer, um, again, for the compounds and crossbows. And I'm not trying to, uh, uh, put the, the, the uh, traditional series or anything like that aside, but if we're talking about the varying weather conditions and humidity levels and, you know, you might have a lot of humidity and high temperatures in the in, during the day, but in the evenings it starts to cool off rap- rapidly. Uh, we're looking at that platinum, and what we do is that's with the 452X material, but again, it's it's a treatment process that we use, a, a process that we use that we call it our fiber lock technology. Uh, and what that's doing, I can't really get into too much of what it is. It's kind of uh, a little in-house exclusive that we use. Um, but what it's doing is it's... Um, it's helping to create that string to be completely stable and it will be unaffected by temperature change. Gotcha. And I know with a compound, I hate to say I'm not accurate with a stick bow cause I try to be, but I'm not nearly as accurate. So, you know, I hit a paper plate at 40 consistently. I'm, I'm pretty ecstatic where, you know, I'm shooting, you know, hopefully, you know, roughly the size of, of a, a golf ball to a, a soft ball at the largest at 40. Uh, with a compound and, and at a hundred, you know, I'm a softball to a paper plate. So I'll notice changes more uh, than I would with, with a stick bow. The, the really, the thing you'll notice some on a stick bow is, you know, the brace height can change if, if uh, uh, you know, the, the weather can, you know, is, is really, really bad or really varying. I don't know that when you pre-stretch a string, and I think that's where maybe, uh, you know, like Dynaflight 97 got a bad name for the stretch forever string is they don't stretch forever. It just seems like it may be stretched more than other, you know, options. And once they were done stretching, you were good. Have you found that with the, uh, the Dynaflight 97 or is that bro science and, uh, kind of fake news? So with D97, you're, you're, I think you're right there. You're on the right track there with it. Uh, it does have a ability. It will creep. Um, and again, that creep is another the term for stretching of the, of the fiber itself. Um, but we have noticed that D97, there's definitely going to be a little bit of that creep period, um, even with a pre-stretch. We do try to pre-stretch um, with that D97 as much as possible, but we have noticed that it, it's it's going to be vulnerable to that pro- to process of, of creep. Gotcha. Now, when you talk about, uh, you know, my general questions I get, uh, it's recurve or compound. Uh, hey, my, my factory strings are wearing out. You know, what what material should I get? And I, you know, with 452, uh, you don't, I've, I've pretty much all my compounds. I've always had 452X, uh, since it came out, I've had great luck with that. It's not quite as durable as, uh, the 8125 and that I've had 
traditional bowstrings built out of 452X, and they work great. I don't have any issue with them. With the the newer model limbs, keep that. If you if you use a performance string with older model limbs, it'll split them in half. So uh, not every bow is built to to run a higher performance string every recurve. But a 452X is is I would say kind of a tried and truer standard for for compounds. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. That's why we continue to use 452X because we everything that we've done through our testing and and trials uh, of what we've done, 452X has been the most stable, uh, most consistent for us as far as everything that we do here at America's Best Bowstrings. Um, there are some other fibers out there that some may say um, are better. Um, one that comes to mind is uh, I know that 454 has been kind of a hot commodity, uh, at least for the last year or two. Uh, but with everything that we've done in testing, we still see that the 452X is, does seem to be a better a better match for what we're doing as far as how our, our quality and our performance is looking at it. Gotcha. One of the things like I, uh, you know, I, w- I kind of want to get across here, w- the strand count, uh, the diameter of the material you're using, you know, a lot of people have issues or questions like with knock fit. And I've seen guys file knocks, which is crazy to get it to around their serving, uh, mm-hmm. to fit correctly. Um, you know, f- you know, for me, uh, even when I order strings from, from you guys, I just serve my own. Um, you know, I, I, I ask you guys to send them out without center serving. Not that I think you guys aren't capable. I may just screw around with some different, uh, you know, it may be 25,000 or it may be 32. Uh, but when you order a string, you can't, it, it's not blueprinted of, it, it's not a, there's nothing written in stone on the strand count because if you're running a different material that's a larger diameter strand, then your strand count would be less in comparison to a larger diameter strand. You might you might run more or less depending on that. I think people get confused by that a little bit. And then the center serving, which is going to coincide with how many strands you have or that diameter, how big of center serving you need to get the correct knock fit. Um, do you guys ask those questions when somebody orders like, Hey, what kind of knock are you using? Or, or do you ask what, what circumference or diameter, excuse me, of, of uh, center serving to use? Do you guys do that? Or is it pretty much kind of what you get and what you get when it goes out the door? So that's another really good question because, uh, I would say we have a, we have a standard fitment. So how we build strings, we do have a standard of 109 to 110 thousandths on the diameter of the center serving. Uh, what we found is most knocks, uh, most knocks are using, or I should say most arrows are using those knocks um, that will fit on there. Now, as far as, uh, you know, some of the other different style of knocks on there, like an, like an Easton X knock, for example, um, if you want a more precise fitment, we have, all, I mean, all you have to do is tell us that you're using that knock and we can put a more precise fitment on there um, because we don't want the, the knock to be loose and too loose or we don't want it to be too tight because then we're looking at all kinds of other problems as far as tuning and, you know, uh, having a bad shot. So most of the time, a lot of our business comes from our dealer network. And the dealer network, uh, the guys that we talk to, the guys and gals that we talk to, um, that's information they relay to us. Hey, this person's using uh, this, you know, this particular knock. Can we get it served for that? They requested this. And we will absolutely get that taken care of uh, to, to make sure that there's a proper uh, knock fitment for them. Uh, but generally, we use 109 to 110 thousands as a just kind of our standard. 
um, but it can certainly be requested. Again, if you order on our website, you can put a customer special note in there uh, that you're, or, you know, you're shooting a certain knock, like you know, if you're using a GT knock or something like that, you can absolutely put that in there, and we will be sure to get that uh, specified to your fitment. And, and just so people understand, when he's saying 109 or 10, that's the total with the string and the serving tax title and license complete for the for the knock fit. So uh, like a G knock, I, I do know like a G knock fits perfectly on what you're talking, which is pretty much a standard knock for a lot of different arrows is a, is a G knock. You know, you get in some of the, the different, uh, the knocks like, oh, biter knocks for example or some of the well, like if you're using the pin knocks their fitment's a little bit different or a little goofy in comparison to like a g knock and so you know if, you, if you're if you're not snapping on too tight it can cause really really well it can cause a nightmare for tuning um if it's too loose it's the same thing and you can dry fire your bow which i've seen many times both with a compound and a stick bow especially if you're shooting three under because the arrow comes off the string and it's resting on the top of your finger and then you dry fire your bow. So knock fitment is important. And I'll say when I called, the guy I talked to had no idea who I was. We just shot the shit, um, told them what I needed and what was going on and, and, and had a conversation much like you and I are having. And then I, I you know, he was, I think he almost felt like, uh, uh, what's the word? Like I, I, I was questioning his knowledge when I said, man, I'll just serve my string. It was actually, it's funny to me. Cause I'm like, no dude, I trust you. I just, I always serve my own center serving. He's like, well, we can do it. And it wasn't a matter of, I didn't trust you guys. I just, I sent, I, I, I serve my center serving a little bit smaller um, or shorter than a lot of companies will do, which you guys would have done. He asked me specifically, give me the dimensions and I'll do it that way. It was just easier for me to serve it or, or what I prefer to do. But you can, as long as to let you guys know, you'll do just about anything as long as safety is fine, as I understood it talking with him. Absolutely. Like we're here to make this. I mean, we have specs that are that are factory print specs and we go off of those, but uh, we've done so many things as far as custom aspects of, um, of of shortening certain servings for certain purposes or lengthening serving or, um, you know, one thing that's kind of popular is people will ask for speed knocks put on a string that for a bow that didn't have speed knocks from factory. Um, so, I mean, as long as we're given the proper information as to where you want that, we can absolutely do that. Um, it just takes that little bit more information to get. And, and just like you said, with the center serving, if you didn't, if you don't want a center serving because you feel more comfortable doing it yourself or it's just something you'd rather do, uh, we have no problem uh, accommodating those needs because, you know, we're here for our customers. We want to make sure that uh, we're that, you know, you get exactly what you're looking for. Uh, when you're buying from America's Best Bow Strings. Now, you guys, you pre-stretch your strings. How much uh, do you pre-stretch? How much how much tension are you putting on those when you pre-stretch them and for how long? And how many shots, uh, I always call it seated, but how many shots can someone expect it to take for the, the string to be seated more or less when they get it? So I think some of that is kind of on the on the quiet base around here, but I do believe that we do pre-stretch our strings under tension at about 100 pounds. I do believe um, I may be, I don't know if I'm necessarily misinformed on that, but I do believe it's around 100 pounds uh, under tension. But as far as the the settling in period or the, the that's what I would call it is a settle in period on a string, um, it varies from series to series. 
and it kind of again it goes up the rung as that good, better, best uh, way that we that we put things. Um, as you have like a pursuit series, there may be a cut a little bit for shoot in time uh, or settle in time for that for that particular series. So you may need to put some strings or I'm sorry, some shots through the strings. Um, and it it varies a lot, I think, because each bow is is fairly different with you know with the poundage and how you know how aggressively it's shooting or uh, just some different variables there, but it's kind of as you go up the rung, that premium series, there's going to be less shoot-in time, and then once we get into the platinum, there should be virtually no shoot-in time. Um, I've had guys that have put it on um, just under tension and had it on a draw on a draw board for you know overnight, uh, just for the, that's what they're used to doing. So um, absolutely do that if that's what you're comfortable with. But what we do for the most part around here, anybody that puts on a set of strings. Uh, especially when it comes to that platinum, you can tie in your peep, get it all set up, and just start paper tuning and get to shooting, and you shouldn't have any settling time. There should be no variable once you have everything set there. Gotcha. And that that's what I've found. Like, um, you know, the good, better, best is is a good example, but you, you do get what you pay for, and if you have time to monkey around uh, with your system and you have a bow press and things like that, it's not as big of a deal. Most people don't have a bow press or, and a lot of people don't have the knowledge, uh, meaning you, you go to a pro shop, you get new strings and they get it, uh, set up for you. You know, if your car's hot, by the time you get home, that's changed if it's not pre-stretched. Um, yeah. and so, well, like with mine, I, I set my brace height on mine and now this is for my stick bow. And, uh, I, it didn't, I don't know, man, how many, I, good Lord, how much have I, well, there's been a lot of hunting and a lot of shooting, um, since I've gotten, <laughs> it hasn't changed too, a bit. Man. Yeah. A lot, a lot of killing, <laughs> not, not, nothing has changed on that. And it's actually normally through one season, I'll go through three strings pretty easily. Um, now they might not be totally toast by the time I swap them out, but they're getting pretty beat up where, uh, you know, I was telling you the other day and this isn't, you know, I'm not paid by you guys or anything else. I just like the strings. I didn't. I mean, I'm still on the same string, which never happens. So abrasion resistance was one of the things I really noticed. A lot of times, you know, when you're dealing some of the adverse conditions I'm I'm in, you know, my string is getting drug on rocks occasionally and things like that. And it just hasn't shown the wear that I, I had on a, some of the super high performance strings. Now, I'm not saying 8125 is not higher performance. It just works better uh, or is more durable when compared to like a 452 um or, or an X99 or a Mercury, those are all great strings. I just had better durability uh, with, with 8125. Yeah, absolutely. That I mean, that makes a lot of sense. And, and the one cool thing as well with, with kind of regarding the traditional Flemish, we have one person who's, that's their, you know, that's their designated job. When those Flemish orders come in, she's the one that does it. So she has a great amount of experience uh, on building those strings. So we're not having three or four different people build uh, those series of strings is she's the one person that does it and she's fairly good at what she does. So um, it kind of gives you, again, it goes into that consistency that, that we kind of talk about is uh, you're getting is one person is on this job and you're kind of seeing the result of it. Gotcha. Um, so as far as like the, um, well, we talked about like Dino, Dino flight 97 and, and stretching or things like that you know, throughout, uh, your time there and in stories, uh, maybe you've heard any, uh, any string material that has, has come out that really kind of blew you guys away in the good or the bad. Um, 
as far as maybe what you thought was going to be the newest, latest, greatest, and it just seemed like the old tried and true kind of proved itself better. Like I've used 454 some, but I, I honestly can't tell the difference between that and 452X personally. I don't, I don't see it, but that doesn't, that doesn't mean anything. I mean, there's a lot better shooters out there than I am. Uh, it's, it's a lot of times just kind of the tried and true seems to work better and you guys test it out and you're like, yeah, we're sticking with it or, you know, kind of explain that in your process with integrating new things. Yeah. So in just exactly as you said, I almost couldn't say that any better is that there, you know, the hot thing that was coming out as far as fiber and some other companies have messed with was that 454 fiber. Um, we had heard about it. We have, we did some testing, but just didn't see enough there to, to say, okay, we're going to put, we're going to put this into our, our lineup right now. Um, we just, we kept seeing better, uh, performance with our, with our 452 X material with that platinum and premium series. Um, and we've given thought, we're always on the lookout and testing different things just to see if we can be better, but we don't ever want to be a company that puts something out new just to put something out, um, you know, to appease that audience or just say, Hey, we have this new, it's the latest and greatest. If it's not really, you know, worth adding in there, uh, we're just not going to throw it out there. We want to put out products that that uh, are consistent. There is a reason that we put it out there. Um, so that's probably why we haven't really done anything there. Just some of the things we've done, some things here and there, um, as far as maybe bettering some of our other uh, strings in the lineup. But as far as new material, we just haven't found a way that we we've been able to really increase a value uh, or increase a performance uh, with some of the newer fiber that's been out there. Gotcha. Do you guys, when, with the, uh, you know, not, not just the string building, but the, the center serving and, uh, you know, basically just the, um, the, the total build of the string, are you guys using like power grip or halo or what, what are you guys using for your center servings and in loops, things like that? So with the center servings, we, we typically are on uh, 21 thousands power grip material. Um, which I believe is a, it's a braided style serving, uh, that we have found has been the most consistent as holding onto the, the fiber itself. When we do serve around that, um, that seems to show the best for us. One of the things that we pride ourselves on is, um, being able, not having as much serving separation. That's, it's always problematic. You're, I, I think any company out there is going to have a problem with, with serving separation somewhere. Um, but our center serving, we do a fairly good job there getting that on there with that material. It's just shown the best for us. And then with our platinum series, we do use uh, we use that halo serving material there, which has shown great for durability. Uh, and then also with how we serve that on there and some of the things that we do, uh, just holding on there again, eliminating that serving separation. We're not going to eliminate all serving separation. I can't make that claim as much as I wish I could. Um, it's just when we're still doing these, a lot of this by hand and using different things, uh, you're going to have some of that. But for the most part, we have eliminated a lot of the serving separation problems just in thanks part to the, the halo serving. But with everything else in the lineup, we're, we're using pretty much a 3D serving from BCY, which is durable, and it does the job for what we're looking at. But we put that, that little bit better onto that platinum just because of it being the high performance. You're going to get uh, the best string that you can with that, with that series. Okay, cool, cool. Now, uh, we talked about Dynaflight 97 earlier and me kind of poo-pooing on it. Um, most of that was probably originally when that came out. 
you know, that was used in compound, you know, for compounds, but the, the pre-stretching hadn't kicked in yet. And that thing seemed like it would stretch an inch over time. Do, does Dynaflight 97 stretch more or is that, uh, is that bro science or, or does it in fact stretch more than an 8125 or a, or 452X? I think of the, the base materials that are out there, it, it's going to stretch a little bit. Um, and that's why, I mean, if you look at it, it's, it's, it is, it's a good material. I'm not going to, I'm, I'm not going to get too hard on it. It's a good material. Um, but it does have its, its flaw there with the stretching and is what we've noticed. I mean, when we had our Rhino series out at the time, we used a D97 fiber, um, it came with like a six month warranty because over the course of time, you're going to start to see some of that stretch and creep. It's just what you're, that's what you're buying with that. Um, and, and very similar too with, uh, with our hunt line, our hunt line lineup that we have from bowstrings.com. That's, it's kind of very similar. It's going to have some flaw to it with the creep. Well, and that's just, you know, you get what you pay for. And that's what I was trying to say without being a total dick earlier is, (laughs) there's nothing wrong with Dynaflight 97 for the cost. And it's it's kind of like comparing optics, like a Swarovski Leica or Zeiss to one of the really good mid-level binos. There's nothing wrong with either the mid-level or the high-end, but you're not going to get the same performance out of a mid-level that you do the high-end. You, you can't have your cake and eat it too. So if you're looking, you know, of course that's easy, you know, for me to say, but I found with strings, the least amount of headache, spend more money. Um, and that's not, uh, you know, that's, that's not, uh, you know, me like just pulling that out of my ass to sell you guys more bow strings. Like that's me with nightmares of tuning my bow and other people's bows. Y- you do get a higher performance, uh, string with less headache when you buy like a platinum series in comparison to, uh, maybe not, uh, uh, a string, a material that's a little bit lesser uh, with technology, and then uh, you know let you know no pre-stretching, or, or or there's more creep in that string over time, and you really notice where I noticed Dynaflight 97. I was at a field shoot. I'd been shooting a string. It was plenty stretched in. It was like 104 that day. And I just started shooting out the bottom over and over. And, and, and that was in the single cam days where, you know, your string stretch, you shot low. A higher performance string would not have done that from my experience. And there's nothing wrong with, with Dynaflight 97. It's just not as good. And there's a reason. It's cheaper by a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the price difference between D97 and a 452X? I guess I, I don't know what the, as far as the spool goes. I don't think I have that info, but if I can kind of, clearly maybe on our on our spectrum of it um we run again that hunt line bowstring um which is runs at a complete set is a 69.99 price point um and then if you get up into the 452x we're talking that premium and platinum series we're looking at a 139.99 price point and a 169.99 uh yeah 169.99 price point so there is a vast difference as far as the, the cost of material uh but also is is the the time that we spend building that as well. Yeah, exactly. And, and again, I am not telling people that you have to have a platinum series to go hunting. I'm just telling you your life will be much easier to have a platinum series to go hunting. I'm not saying you have to, but over time, especially if you start shooting, you know, a little bit longer distance, you're hunting adverse weather conditions, you don't have a bow press, so you're not going to be able to tune or torque or tweak, you know, tweak as much. Um, you know, the platinum series is the way to go. And I am in fact saying 
buy the better strings. I, I'm not poo-pooing on your hunt line. I'm just saying you will have less headache buying. Right. No. Yeah. It platinum. makes sense. And we we want to clearly state that is it's a great it's a great price. It's a great string for the price point that you're getting. Um, we like to think that that hunt line with that D97 is an upgrade over uh, several options that come from factory. Um, but if I could kind of get into it too, just a little bit here, the premium series, it, it going into that good, better, best, it, it kind of makes it a little easier to figure out which one's the right string for me. Um, because at $139.99, it's a great price point. It's probably one of the most popular amongst our dealer network is that premium series. Still made out of 452X, very durable. Um, it, it's going to give you some of that performance base, not as much as the Platinum. But it just, it's that, it's, we, by making it a three series um, lineup that we have, it just helps to make it easier. So some people are fairly new when they come into archery. And honestly, this year, we've, we've spoke to more new archers and bow hunters that are getting into it, which is awesome. Um, they don't really know what they're looking for. You know, they're trying to figure it out and maybe they just don't want to spend uh, a higher price point. You just get into that pursuit with that 8125 fiber. It's still going to be a great string for a bow hunter. It gets you an idea of what a good set of strings can do. And then it, it's, we can further improve on that experience and that performance when you go up the ladder. Yep. Now that makes total sense. And I, I think when, when bow hunters, uh, there is some sticker shock, right? When, you know, when you don't, especially if you haven't had the nightmare of having a bad string or, or maybe not necessarily a bad string, having a little bit of, 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 of creep, um, uh, in a string, you know, you only know what your experiences are. And if you're like, holy God, 139 or 169, I'm going with the $69 one that may work out, you know, great for someone. And honestly, it probably work out better for me because I have a bow press and, and I have uh, some skills in tuning, but if you don't have a bow press and you're out in, you know, Hoxie, Kansas, and there's no pro shop anywhere, you're kind of up shit creek if your bow goes out of tune. And those are the things, I, you know, that just comes with time, people learning, um, you know, where they may want to spend their money and where they may not. But I have definitely found spend the money on a high-quality bowstring. It will save you countless uh, headaches and, and, and issues with, with tuning. Me personally and other people that may have different experiences. It's no different than uh, a recurve. Nothing better than, you know, backpacking in six miles and not having a stringer and uh, – you know, finding out that you lost a quarter inch of uh, uh, of brace height, didn't even know it just because your your string is stretching because of the the climate or the weather, and you should have your strings pre stretched. But the 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 weather conditions can really affect a string, uh, certain materials more than others, and and some guys find that out the hard way. Yeah, absolutely. Unfortunately, that's that's true. Um, it's yeah, it's you're just you're going to get what you pay for, and and we're always here for questions like. Even if you're not necessarily going to buy with us, you know, right then and there or whatever, we have zero problems talking to somebody to just help them get more information regarding that kind of stuff because it can be a little daunting. And sometimes I know that it can be a little intimidating to ask, especially when you're new or it's like it's new for you to get into this custom string side of things. Um, but that's what we're here for. We're archers and bow hunters too. And we've all started at this point at one point. So. Uh, we all kind of just use our knowledge together. And if somebody can't help, you know, that person figure out what the question they're asking, we got plenty of other people here that, that can. Um, more of the that, that technical and performance side, I kind of lean a little bit more towards our owner and our sales manager uh, with that because they've been doing this for, uh, you know, I'd like to say prior around up 20 years or so, uh, just doing that. Our, our owner 
competes in IBO events. He's won multiple IBO events and uh, triple crowns and uh, done very well there. So we always have somebody here that you can talk to uh, it regarding any questions or anything like that as well. Yeah, actually, whoever it was I talked to initially, I, I don't even know if he knew what a podcast was. He obviously knew about strings and string material. And he may have, I don't know, but I was like, man, I'd, I'd really like to get you on my podcast to save me from answering these questions. And yeah, we can do that in a few months. Super nice guy. And I'm like, you know, it's selfish of me because I'm like, dude, you're killing me. Uh, the faster <laughs> I get you on here, the less I have to answer. And there's some things I just don't know. Like, you know what I, I, I do know is I learned how to build strings a long time ago, and I learned that mm-hmm. I don't want to do it. Um, right. It's a pain in the ass. Um, you know, it, it takes a lot of repetition to get, you know, if you're shooting the same bow and you sit, bring the, build the same string, you'll get pretty good at that one. If you're building multiple, de- I mean, like a prime, I would hate to yeah. build a string for a prime. Christ almighty, what is there, nine different strings or seven on a prime? Yeah, there's like seven on those prime black series now. And then it's almost the same, especially when you get into some of these crossbows, uh, the Raven control cables, uh, from what I hear, some of the most pressing uh, little pains in the asses there are. Yeah. And I, yeah, I tell people that like, Hey, when you, you know, Oh, my buddy's going to build me a string. And I'm like, well, is your buddy own a large company? Cause I don't think you want your buddy building you a prime string and prime bows are great. I love prime bows, but the, the string system, you, you got to be dialed in when you're, when you're putting that together. And we, we had one guy build some for Frank and we just couldn't get the bow remotely close to factory spec. And it was just a little off here, a little off there. And pretty soon it was a crisis amount off by the time it came to tuning. And that's another thing you get going with a reputable string company like you guys is you're probably not going to run into those issues. Or if you do, it's, you know, one in a thousand, one in 10,000, more than a 50, 50 shot when you order it, it's actually going to work. Cause you can only do so much with twisting or untwisting of the string to get to tune if it's that far out of whack, a lot of times you just have to trash the strings and get new ones. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, you're, that's that, that we've heard a lot of stuff just about a lot of different things as regarding strings and, um, and and we're just it happens to us, like you said. I mean, it's it's going to happen every now and again. Uh, but we we hear we stand behind our strings and our product. Um, we have good warranty set up in place as well as we understand if something happens like that, you know, as far as a tuning issue or something. We want to do everything we can to get that information right and have that string exactly uh, uh, almost higher than your expectation, I guess, is what we try to do, uh, is just increase and elevate that uh, that customer experience and what you're putting on that your, the strings for your bow. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, how? I mean, a few few other things before we hop off here. We're we're getting close to uh, fifty minutes. What uh, finding you guys? Uh, where can they find you at? How long have you been in business? Um, you know, things of that nature. Because I, I get a ton of questions on strings, so I definitely want to make sure they know how to get a hold of you guys. For sure. So, I mean, what I like to encourage the most is I like to encourage um, is is to get to get to a local authorized dealer. Um, we do have a, a dealer finder on our website. Um, if you're looking for information, obviously you want to you go to the website at www.americasbestbowstrings.com, or you can just Google us as America's Best Bowstrings. Um, you can gather a lot of information there off of our website. We try to get that as as uh, up to date and informational as possible. Um, but we do encourage you to get into your local pro shop and, and uh, help support them 
their vast amount of knowledge, uh, especially a lot of the, you know, most of the dealers that we deal with that, that are, authorized, are authorized dealers, they know what they're doing. They're, they're familiar with the product. They can answer just about any questions regarding it as, as you're looking for. But we also have, you know, our phones are here, and uh, the number here is 877-893-7155. You can always call us um, and, and give us a call, and we'll be more than happy to answer any questions there or you take your order over the phone. As well as, again, you can place orders over the website if you'd like. We have a great uh, a digital uh, builder where you can select your bow and, and select your colors for strings, kind of give you an idea of what you're looking at. Um, those are probably your best options. I mean, you can always get onto our social medias as well. Um, pretty, we're fairly active with Facebook and Instagram. Um, and I, I do run both of those and I do my best to, if anybody asks a question or reaches out to us, uh, to get back to you as quickly as I can. Um, so there's, there's a lot of avenues that you can uh, get in contact with us or, or find out about our product. Gotcha. And then, uh, again, just go over the, the, the different options that you guys offer, um, you know, for the different, for the different lines, um, Again, as he does this, just get the platinum, everyone listening in, but that's my own opinion, but go ahead. So again, if I like to just say that we have that good, better, best. So going up the ladder, we have the Pursuit Series, the Premium Series, and our Platinum Series. Um, that Platinum is being the high-performance, high-end string that we offer. As you said, it's it's the best one that we offer. If you're looking for the creme de la creme, that's it. Um, and that's for compounds and crossbows. And then when you're looking at our traditional side of things, we offer that Dacron. Uh, it's a 14 or 12-strand Dacron, uh, which is, as far as Dacron goes, it's it's fairly simple and straightforward. It's a string to put on your bow to get you shooting. Uh, if you're looking for, you know, for bow hunting purposes and applications, that traditional Flemish would be the next one there. Um, we recommend that one. That's what that D97, but uh, again, there are some things that could possibly be happening here in the near future with an 8125. Um, and then we also have that closed loop Olympic series that is made out of 8125, um, which is, is great for performance, uh, based applications there as well. Cool. Cool, man. Well, I appreciate you hopping on. Um, and hopefully this answered some questions for, for listeners. Uh, again, I, in, in my opinion, spend the money. Um, I am hounding the hell out of America's best to uh, build a, uh, a Flemish 8125. I don't know if I'm winning or not, but I'm trying. Um, <laughs> I've had really good luck with that, that string. So, uh, but yeah, I can't thank you guys enough. Um, you guys have been great to, to deal with in, in my questions and hounding you and asking for specific stuff. It's, it's been awesome. I've had great luck with the string. So definitely check them out. I, I highly, highly recommend them. And I, I super appreciate you coming on. Certainly, Aaron. I, I want to thank you again. I really appreciate everything you're doing for us and uh, big congrats to you on uh, all the harvest that you've been getting. It's, uh, and, and thank you for sharing everything with us. It's been awesome to see. So thank you again for having us on. We val we certainly value that and appreciate it. And, uh, if anybody has any questions regarding our products or strings, feel free to, to reach out to us. We'll be more than happy to uh, get you going. Yeah. Remember that reach out to us, meaning America's best, not me, uh, ask those guys. <laughs> They're the professionals. So, all right, cool, man. Well, thanks again. And, uh, I'll talk to you soon enough. Awesome. Thanks Aaron. Appreciate it, man. Have a great day. Yep, you too.